welcome to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie. I'm a registered nurse in the UK. I went from frontline worker in May 2020 to COVID-19 patient and subsequently I have long COVID. I decided to create this podcast to share my personal lived experience of living with long COVID, the impact this has on your personal and professional life. Disclaimer, the podcast is not a medical podcast. I am not giving medical advice. You would need to consult a medical professional. I intend to explore, discuss and learn together more about long COVID and how long haulers can live well with long COVID over subsequent podcasts. And I hope you will continue to join me. Okay, so after several conversations with uh, many of you guys, I thought it would be good to talk about um, long COVID, um, hormones, menopause and POTS and um, that's why today's episode is titled um, Long COVID, Hormones, the Menopause, Pats, POTS, (laughs) what is what and apparently I can't say it so (laughs) okay um, I wanted to acknowledge first and foremost um, the symptom overlaps in these conditions Um, In short, symptoms of long COVID include, but are not limited to, brain fog, stroke injury, um, headaches, fatigue, dizziness, poor sleep or insomnia, uh, muscle aches, difficulty with concentration. Peri and and menopausal symptoms also include all of those symptoms. Although I would argue long COVID is brain injury, uh, not fog, and there is a big difference. Many people experience brain fog for many reasons um just an example would be you know when you walk into a room and you forgot what you wanted from for for that moment you know why why am I in this room you know I think probably we've all done that and that is a brain fog moment brain injury obviously can vary in its um in in its um intensity um not sure if that's the right word there actually um but um you know example would be um you know you your brain you, you have a brain injury and you're forgetting how to do simple tasks for instance being able to tie your shoelace um which has happened to me um having changes in your personality um that can obviously happen as well um you know i'm feeling feeling things that you you maybe didn't before um some people can feel exceptionally angry um exceptionally anxious lots of different things that can can be effective of that so um you know having changes in personality again you know so some research into long covid and and brain damage has been undertaken as well and i will share the links um with you uh, in the show notes Uh, there's one from the national institutes of health and that's from july 2020 uh, a study on how the immune response triggered by covid19 may damage the brain Um, and then of course we have pots postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome Um, and it also includes the symptoms that i previously listed Um, so there's that overlap and I will just say um, at this point I am aware that there are over a hundred long COVID symptoms and I've only named a, a real a minimal few there but we would be here all day if I listed them all <laughs> 
my point here is there are a lot of symptoms that can and do relate to various conditions so how are we meant to know what is what and why is everything put down to long COVID and not explored it seems unreal that as we still have many healthcare professionals gaslighting long COVID. So why are symptoms not investigated? Um, especially in, in that case, you know? I think the key factor is not placing all symptoms down to long COVID um, and or not treating symptoms that could be treated just because we have long COVID. Um, many of us have experienced medical professionals stating it's a uh, long COVID symptom and therefore there's nothing I can do. Um, I know that certainly happened to me. And the fact is, symptoms have a cause and that cause needs to be found regardless of the overall condition. You know, because symptoms, um, you know, can be ruled in and ruled out on a process basis and you know there, there are many symptoms out there that do already have uh, treatment options and you know many people I find with different long long um, term conditions can have those things not given to them you know they're not an opportunity to 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 have that symptom managed by a treatment that's already available and I don't understand why you know why that would be the case um you know it's it is it is obviously a process of symptom management for 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 us all at the moment in the absence of of treatment and so any kind of treatment you know we'll be looking at failure and successes of and so on and that's how we learn isn't it and how we um have the opportunity to to um feel better shall we say so uh, perimenopausal symptoms include a fluctuation of hormones therefore um just like long covid really simple basic blood tests can actually be very unhelpful diagnostic tool because it you know they can come back oh, that's absolutely fine and off you go and i you know I'm, I'm sure many of us have experienced that our bloods have all been clear so you know that's when we've get the, get the it's all in your head situation um, and it's not the case standardized blood tests are not necessarily um, going to show up um, the things that we need them to and um, this you know obviously with the the menopausal um, element perimenopausal um, it you know I'm not saying that a blood test um, couldn't be used to support diagnosis but it shouldn't be the only method of diagnostic um, it should be an assessment process so of perimenopause and menopause in you know as I said in clinical assessment of the symptoms the person has so I've come across a number of articles talking about long COVID perimenopause and menopause um, one that um, stuck out was the female healthcare cl health clinic sorry and again I can I'll put these things in the show notes the uh, links and it's titled menopause and long COVID and what they state is um, that it was suggested uh, women would be at a lower risk from serious illness with COVID-19 during the pandemic and the possibility was due to the oestrogen which has an anti-inflammatory and vascular protection however 
they go on to advise women below 50 um, are more likely to have long COVID or women over 50 who are not taking HRT um, as they would not be maintaining the oestrogen level. So obviously women within that age bracket of perimenopause, uh, menopause. Uh, the article goes on to acknowledge uh, training need for health professionals on long COVID and the menopause as um, symptoms do overlap for long COVID and perimenopause and menopause can be overlooked or dismissed resulting in no treatment being given. Currently there is, is little or no treatment as, a, as you know I, I've mentioned for long COVID and the symptoms. And, you know, that means that we could miss out on treatment, as I said, for symptoms associated with both long COVID and the menopause or long COVID and whatever, whatever else that may be. If they are overlooked or not investigated appropriately, and this is the point. So perimenopause and menopause usually occurs between the ages of 45 to 55 although it can happen earlier. Um, and NHS Inform Scotland um, suggests the UK average age for women to, re to reach menopause is 51. And I have to be truthful, I had not really considered this myself until more recently. Um, and following many of you contacted me about the menopause um, and long COVID, um, I fit into the age category uh, however, my method of contraception means that I don't actually have periods and um, having an abundance of long COVID symptoms, um, even though I'm su suggesting the overlap, I know the overlap, I had not really given it much thought, to be honest. Um, but I would certainly suggest if you have these symptoms and are in the perimenopause age bracket, you explore it further with your healthcare professional. Um, and you know I suppose, I suppose e even if you're not feeling like you are quite in that age category because obviously it is a bracket there are people that um, could be slightly outside um, because when I said that I'm actually within that bracket I'm actually just outside of it um, so but it's still a possibility as I say um, so definitely um, consider that so what about testosterone um, the National Library of Medicine, they have a paper on testosterone in males with COVID-19 um, and they did a seven month cohort study. Um, it wasn't a huge study, but uh, the paper suggests circulating testosterone levels in men are found to be reduced with acute COVID-19. Um, like I said, it's only a small research sample of 121 men and they found a seven month follow-up testosterone levels uh, had increased over time. However, in some cases, testosterone further decreased and this may be related to uh, other comorbid conditions. Um, the Center of Men's Health state currently medical research on long COVID and testosterone is conflicting and confusing. Concluding most experts agree normal levels of testosterone can actually be helpful rather than hindrance in a fight against the virus. Um, and that is really interesting to me. Um, and we, we will obviously, we would need to wait for more research on this. Um, 
I think it spikes my thoughts about HRT too, um, going back to menopause in terms of the testosterone, um, estrogen and symptom, you know, that manages the, um, the symptoms there. So in terms of POTS, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, uh, the British National, uh, the, sorry, the British Journal of General Practice state 41% of patients with POTS describe a viral infection preceding the onset of POTS. Um, therefore, it was not a surprise with COVID-19 um, that subsequently people with long COVID are experiencing POTS symptoms. And again, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence um, advise patients with long COVID having the POTS or orthostatic intolerance symptoms should be tested for POTS. Um, and I know I have people um, contact me quite often um, in terms of um, orthostat orthostatic intolerance and I know many people have um, spoken with their GP and been advised that that's not something um, that it is or they've done a snapshot um, blood pressure um, or even the 24-hour um, ECG um, recording which doesn't always, they're snapshot shots aren't they let's face it, they're moments in time um, effective uh, testing for POTS is required and should be undertaken um, if you do have those um, you do have those symptoms so there is that nice guideline um, that does state that that should be something that health professionals are doing um, and again I'll put the link to the guidance uh, in, in the notes so as I've said yes um, long COVID symptoms overlap other conditions and you know this does not mean our symptoms should just be ignored um, and we should not just be told uh, it's long COVID symptoms and there are no treatments at the moment you know the symptoms should be explored accordingly and appropriately treatments that can help reduce any of our multitude of symptoms will surely be helpful offer a better quality of life um, appropriate diagnostic tests should be undertaken and other possibilities explored and you know just something to think about if you have symptoms associated with other probable causes i think it's it is difficult because you know we we experience so many different symptoms at one time you know and i've said myself getting out of bed in the morning is a challenge never mind trying to differentiate between what might be causing what and that's what um having a lack of uh you know medical professional support has has been um exceptionally difficult for us all because you know managing your way through this or well I shouldn't say through it because we're not but like living with it um and trying to 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 have the best quality of life possible um you know it's it's it's, it's a challenge it's a daily challenge and you know it's 
it's frustrating to think that there might be things that would be beneficial would support would help and i do wonder if you know we you know we didn't have long covid and you know go to the to the gp with the um perimenopausal uh peri sorry <laughs> falling over my own words perimenopausal menopausal symptoms um would would it be a case of a blood test and on your way or would it be a clinical assessment that considers um lots of different factors obviously age range can be one of them however like we've said you know people are outside of that bracket you know these are just averages um you know would it be that the blood test would be done assessment would be done you know and 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 potential treatment be offered um i'm not sure and i can't answer those questions i suppose but i do know that it does seem to be quite prevalent that people um with long covid um are having problems more so around um that you know for for females the the time of the month can be quite difficult um and i even though i don't have periods i notice a difference in myself i can crash at that particular point i can almost you know even if i've forgotten what my cycle would be working out because of the symptoms that i do experience and it's it's really challenging um so to to feel even worse at that particular point so i think it's really really important that we are listened to um and that you know symptoms that are, are taken into consideration for what they actually are um and yes they will be and there may be overlaps um but there, as I said, there are treatments. Well, for instance, obviously, you guys know that I, I obviously have long COVID. I do this podcast, but I also was diagnosed with POTS. POTS was never mentioned to me. Um, and quite honestly, I had not had heard of it myself. Um, I'd heard of dysautonomia, but not the associated, because obviously there's different types of dysautonomia. Um and it was only because I was having these symptoms, which obviously I was associating at the time with the long COVID, but that I did my, I was doing the 4Ps planner and um, I'd kept saying a, a, a lot about the, the dizziness and when I stood up, how I felt I was gonna black out um, and, an intense thirst and um you know um uh, headaches you know lo- lots of different associated symptoms but that are also associated with long covid but when i was writing them down in my four piece planner and seeing this pattern and then i started monitoring my um heart rate um when I was lying down, when I was standing, when these episodes would, would happen as well. And it was really tricky for me first thing in the morning. Um, 
which obviously I'm laid flat, I'm in bed, I'm, you know, uh, whatever. Um, you know, I've slid down the bed, because to be fair, I've always, for quite a long time now, tried to sleep fairly sat up. But yeah, I'd, I'd slide down the bed, you know, um, and, and what have you. And it was only when I saw those in my 4Ps planner consistently, and then was recording my heart rate, um, my oxygen level, um, and uh, the symptoms, that I started to see this pattern um, and then I've got a wearable so it would pop up a really increased heart rate when I was sat up or I was stood up or I was standing for too long um, and so I'm, I'm so then I'm seeing and creating I'm seeing this pattern um, that I realized that it, it wasn't it, you know it was something outside of, of the of the long COVID symptoms and I had mentioned this several times but as I said um, it was just uh, associated with it's because you um, have long COVID. It's, you know, um, are you drinking enough? Are you eating enough? All those kind of, you know, questions and things like that. And um, I had started seeing um, things about uh, dysautonomia and POTS and ha had, you know, um, a little bit of a, a research myself and... I then went to my doctor and basically said, I think I've got POTS. And truthfully, they kind of looked at me a little bit like, what's POTS? <laughs> and wanted to sort of dismiss me. Um, and then I got my book out and I said, look, this is, this is me, this is what's happening. So they did the lying and standing and what have you, blood pressure, and there was a deficit. So I did get referred to cardiology. And obviously, um, from cardiology had the testing um, and was diagnosed. However, my 24 hour ECG, um, they did they did state I have POTS, but it didn't show anything significant in that 24 hour. That's why I said sometimes these things are snapshots and don't show the full picture. So, you know, that whole holistic assessment needs to be considered. Um, so I think, it is important to know that symptoms will you know and do overlap in different conditions um and that you know if there is a possibility like i said of of having treatment for some of the symptoms then surely that's just going to um make things a bit better and i think it it really obviously is very very important um that we do we do have that so yeah, I, I'm not sure I've made what is what <laughs> in terms of symptoms uh, and what have you with POTS, um, testosterone and and um, and perimenopause and menopause. However, I hope that the one thing that you do take away is that if you are having these symptoms that, you know, um, you discuss with a healthcare professional and have the symptoms to, you know um assessed as a symptom that may be afforded a treatment um and i hope you have found today's episode helpful um i would like to probably explore the the um menopause and hormone angle uh, further at a later date um but thank you for listening um 
and if you uh, do want to me to talk on any particular topics of what it's like living with long COVID then please do um, get in touch all my details are in the show notes as you guys know and as always please do take care and I will see you next time bye bye if you are enjoying the podcast please hit the five star rating and leave a review it helps the podcast to grow and reach more people my aim is to help and support as many people as possible Please continue to DM me your lovely messages and any questions you might have. I always love to hear from you guys. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And why not join my long-term conditions, health and wellbeing page on Facebook. You can also subscribe to my link tree. I will put all of the links for these and any from today's episode in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And as always, please take care. (music) Thank you.